Hi, Adam. Hey, Trey. How are you? I This has been actually a pretty good week for me. Everything's right. going great. Yeah, I know. It's... Well, so yeah, That's everything's it. yes. Every, no, everything's been the going end. well. We'll see you next week. Okay. Oh, Make sure God. to check out our social. <laughs> Do you think that all I have is like bad stories? Well, I start yes. school next week, so maybe they'll come back. Um, no. But no, I think this is going to be a good semester. But like everything with my condo is like going really well. Like everything now is going so smoothly and so quickly. Like the the things that I have to that I've done now outnumber the things that I have to do, and okay. I still have over a month before closing. So like, that's exciting. in a really great place. Yeah, that's and, very exciting. Yeah, doing some experimenting with socialization in in out in the world that's going really well. Crazy. So, yeah, this world outside. I know. I'm like I'm going out into um, the the great unknown and having really great experiences, nice. which is I didn't think would happen. Nice. My therapist is going to be so nice. happy. I know. <laughs> Has How about she listened you? to the podcast yet? Wait, what? Has she listened to the podcast yet? I don't believe so. I don't okay. I kind of I think we're we're good on that. She can if she wants, but I'm like <laughs> we're good. You know, I'll you you can know what I tell you. I uh I'm doing fine. I you know, back to teaching, mm-hmm. back to rehearsing. Yeah. I start music directing a show in 2 weeks. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then I'm also in four weeks. We open songs for a new world. Oh my god! I think they're not sold out, right? No. Okay, thank God. I was like, I don't. No, and you can get your tickets on the Riverside Theater Works website if you want. Are a listener and would like to come, or if you're songs for New World, or if you're Adam and would like to come see songs for a new world. I promise I will be seeing them. I need to coordinate with your wife. It's going to be a good show. It's going to be a good show. Uh, and then, yeah. It's one weekend only? It's one weekend only. Okay. But it's going fun. It's like, it's, yeah. That must be a fun show to just do. It's a whole lot of really hard music. It is. I think and that's the, what makes it fun. The You know, yeah. It's good. We we have a cast of uh, trained singers, 75% voice teachers. Yeah. So it's been an easy learning process. Right. Um, but yeah, we're just we're just getting through it back into show mode and i feel very interestingly about it because uh and this will maybe kind of relate to our topic today a bit i think you'll understand how it relates Mm -hmm. um when i when the pandemic hit Mm -hmm. almost three years ago now i was music directing two shows and teaching and like way too much on my plate Mm -hmm. um and when the pandemic hit i Almost only scheduling wise felt like a sense of like, <sighs> right. Yeah. And I remember consciously thinking to myself like a couple months in just like, all right, this is a bit much, but like, it has been nice having free time. So I think like when everything opens back up again, remember when we thought it was all going to be like a two or three month thing? Yeah. I was like, when everything opens back up again, I have to make sure that I don't overschedule myself like yeah. that ever again. Oh, yeah. Because that was getting a little stressful. Mm-hmm. And uh, here I am. Here I am. Overscheduled? Overscheduled. Booked and blessed yeah. is really what it is. But uh, yeah, I did put things in my calendar recently. And I was like, oh, a lot of these are just 
straight up overlap. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we'll get through it. It's all going to be great. I'm I, just going to explain I, this away. Uh, if if you yeah, hear this, it's, this is, it's my dog I'm running around upstairs. He's just a sweet, happy little guy. I think it just means your wife is home. I think so. Yeah. Um, so what are we talking about today? Um, we're talking about, so I didn't know, like, these are topics. This is kind of, I, I, we'll call it like a miscellaneous thing. A bunch a of grab that, bag, A grab bag of topics of things that I was like, well, these aren't full episodes, but I think they need to be to be talked about. And I don't think that they have any kind of common theme to them. Um, so we're going to talk about audience participation, COVID safe theater, which is right on brand with what you were just talking about, and pre-show announcements. These are just three things, and I'm like, we need to talk about these things. I don't know where they go. Yeah, and this sure. is our this is our grab bag episode. I love it. I love a a, a menagerie of topics. Oh, great word for this. Yes. That's, yeah. We'll call this. The, you're, you're, I was trying to make a glass <laughs> menagerie pun, and I just couldn't. The, the I can't do it either. Yeah. There's nothing there. The only thing, the only thing that came to mind I was like I was like oh I have to make this joke and then the only thing I could come up with was the ass menagerie and I was like that doesn't work that's just putting a swear in and hoping it's funny please let us know if you have any glass menagerie puns for this episode email in or, or yes please email I'm, you know what I'll make a TikTok of this and let people just comment comment yeah great it's just gonna be ass menagerie it's just gonna be like no times. ass menagerie was perfect you you nailed it. Uh, all right, yeah. Let's get started. Let's get into it. Audience participation. Audience participation. Can I hear your th- your your just like your opinion, your thoughts on audience participation in shows? No, you don't like it. I hate it. I this is I'm shocked because I also hate it, and I I honestly thought that we would differ. On Problem this. solved. Moving on. No, we're going to talk about, <laughs> you know, uh, so I'm um, conflicted on this because I have, I don't like it personally. Like my opinions, I'm just not a fan of it when when I'm doing a show or when I'm act- even watching or in the audience itself. But I understand its worth, its importance, and why other people like it. Um, and I'm trying to juggle those two. I Again, it's it's not for me personally. But I do want to talk about why, at least why I think a lo- it's done a-, a lot. Sure. And why why they like it. Go for it. So I think especially, I maybe it's because the two of us do a lot of theater and we're very much sure. like ingrained in it. People, and this this actually goes back to, you know, my, my, my thoughts and my theories on community theater, is that you know, people like to be a part of the art. People want to do artistic things. They like theater. That's if they're there, if they're going to community theater, most of the time, unless they're like drag there kicking and screaming, they enjoy it and they want to yeah. be a part of it. And sometimes these are people that don't feel like they can for one reason or another. All the reasons that we've talked about that sure. they're like, oh, I can't, I could never, I'm not good enough to audition. I don't have the time, X, Y, Z, there's a financial burden to it, all of that. So, like, having the cast invite you to add your sound <sighs> to it, I know, I know. I can see why people enjoy that. I, as an audience member and somebody who's a little bit more satiated in my um, artistic 
you know, outlets. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy to just sit and watch and observe and enjoy and be entertained. Well, I, and I don't want to be a part of it. I have to say that there, when I think about audience participation, I feel like there are levels to it, mm-hmm. right? So there's like things that are scripted in some shows. Right. Um, Spelling Bee comes to mind. Yep, 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 yep. Marvel's Wonderettes comes mm-hmm. to mind. Godspell comes to mind mm-hmm. where you pull an audience member up for like a shtick. Yeah. And that, as long as it's not me, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Like if I'm watching a show and I know, you know, generally, I kind of do. But like, I generally also know that like, if I'm going to see Spelling Bee, they're going to pull an audience spell, like a friend of the cast. Mm -hmm. up. Usually if I'm going to see Marvelous Wonderettes, which I probably wouldn't do, uh, they're going to pull somebody up. It's like the, they make him be the teacher. If I'm going to see Godspell, like somebody from the audience is going to be Lazarus. Somebody from the audience is going to like play charades or whatever Mm it is. And like I, I know that these moments are coming, so I also know to like look at the ground so nobody catches eyes on mm-hmm. me. Uh, and that doesn't bother me because it's usually pretty quirky and funny. And sometimes you get an audience member that gets like really into it in a good way. Um, the thing that I hate audience participation wise is um, clapping. Don't. That's what I was gonna say. Don't clap. I mean, clap. Applaud. Applaud. <laughs> But don't clap along with the music. Please don't clap along but with the music. You're not on tempo. You're rushing or you're big, dragging yes. every time. Yes. That every is my time. pet peeve. And that's why I usually don't like even when the the cast does the like hands overhead, big clapping thing, like everybody join in, I will still kind of not do it or like very lightly by my lap just to not uh-huh. be like the Debbie Downer in, in the sea of people who are clapping. Um, As a drummer? When I hear it happening, I'm like, well, better uh, better lean into the two and four yep. a little harder because yep. uh, this is going to be a long night. It just becomes this like um, <sighs> cascade of clapping by the end oh. where it's like, yeah, where it's like there's about a full second of when the first clap for the beat happens yep. and the last clap for the beat happens. Or depending on the age of the audience, sometimes it, you get a nice clap on one and three. Oh yeah, oh boy. That yeah, you know, you're. This is this is my biggest pet peeve. I I, I know I've talked to people about this where I'm like, they, the audience is not. They're they're they are not. You're musical. not a part of this. You're not a part of. You're not. But like you're not. You just. You're not. You're not on the beat. You're. You don't know how to keep tempo. You're not thinking about it. You're probably a little bit tipsy, mm-hmm. um, and you just you know haven't really. Uh, Got that every, ear. Every time that happens, I just want to. I it's my only time that I want to just break character on stage and just be like, "No, this is this is our moment. Yeah. You and stop." I think that's my big thing. Is like, you've got a cast of people who have been like excited for this. They auditioned four or five months ago. They've been rehearsing for two or three months. Mm-hmm. All this stuff and like, I don't know to invite just whomever to add their sound to it it's just like no i know it doesn't ruin anything it's not that big a deal i just don't like it it just feels like and it's some people and my i think my biggest pet peeve is when some people think that like once you do that once maybe in the beginning 
where like there are some shows that are like audience audience uh breaking the fourth wall or like mm-hmm. asking the audience to like you know don't you think this way and you you like do the <sighs> big resp- I hate it do that kind of thing they don't know what like they don't know how to stay in their lane with that mm-hmm. so then they start you know the the comments that they make during those like laughter moments become a little bit more bold yeah and it becomes like a comedy show where like again like these actors are scripted mm-hmm. and it's not fair for you to just like call out things inappropriately because mm-hmm. you think like oh this is an audience participation show and I'm a little drunk I'm just going to like shout things out and it's funny because it's a not improv yeah thing but it's not it's it's, it's, it's really not yeah, it's a slippery slope. I mean, again, there are times and places where I guess that might be a pro. Like, if you're going to see Rocky Horror, if you're in Rocky Horror, you know, you can kind of expect that, like, people are going to yell stuff out. Well, that's, that's like, that's scripted. that's a part of it. It's, like, almost scripted And that doesn't, point. I wouldn't, like, there's a history behind that that yes. comes from the community. It's, yes. like, a cultural thing. That's different than, like, I wrote this script with audience participation right. in mind, with the idea that, like, maybe the audience will be respectful of that. Or worse than clapping is um, anytime I've been involved in or seen a jukebox musical, which is just another strike against jukebox musicals. Oh, yeah. No, I know. People it, start it, singing along. That's absolutely unacceptable. Yeah. It's because you... Even if it's not a jukebox musical, but you come in and you know the song, like mo- most people see in community theater probably know some of the songs, you never, ever sing along. Oh, I saw a meme one time that was like, it was like a, a, the cast board outside of like a Broadway theater. Mm-hmm. And it was, it said like Les Miserables. And it was like, tonight the role of Jean Valjean will be performed by the person sitting behind you. The person, <laughs> the role of Javert will be performed by the person sitting behind you. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of accurate, huh? Yeah. I, I will say when I saw um, Jagged Little Pill, not in, it was, and this didn't happen in Boston, but when I saw it on Broadway, there were people not behind me, but definitely within earshot that were singing along to the songs. And I'm just like, I didn't pay Broadway ticket prices <laughs> to hear you sing. Yeah. I actually paid to hear these wonderful actors yeah. sing. Um, so never. Like, that's the thing. Never. is like, do not ever feel like you are so emboldened that you can sing along. If you want to sing along, purchase the cast album and sing in your car. That's yeah, what I it's Yeah, I mean, for. I think it just opens a can of worms, right? Because, it does. Because, like, audience... And candidly, you know, this is this has nothing to do with anything. I think it's just a, a, a decline over time. Mm-hmm. Audience etiquette in modern theater, yes, uh, is already at an all time low. I agree with that. Um, I was recently uh, in a production of Rent. I don't what, know if I've told you this story. Did I? Did I go? You did. Uh, was I a good audience member? You were. I was the best audience member. You were good. Uh, <laughs> I there was one night. So the second act of Rent, mm-hmm. there is um, spoiler alert for a twenty thirty year old musical. Yeah, if you've uh, never Angel seen Angel Dies, yeah. and 
Then there's a beautiful reprise mm-hmm. of I'll Cover You, which yep. is absolutely like the Gorgeous. emotional anchor of the show. Yeah. And it's it's this beautiful moment and mm-hmm. everybody's crying and Powerful. We, were, we were all crying on stage. Yeah. And also like particularly like, you know, I just remember that this night it went really, really well. Yeah. We were all like Feeling really it. emotionally invested. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, uh, Mark sings a song, and then we all come out for uh, the like goodbye love sequence, yep. which is also incredibly emotional. It's yeah. sad and it's angry and it's it's a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But in the midst of this, and I think it's written this way to give it a little bit of brevity, uh, Maureen and Joanne make up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, totally spurned by like the loss of a love, right. they yeah. they rekindle their. Whatever they they so they get together in the middle of the stage and 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 yeah there's a little bit of dialogue and then they kiss mm-hmm. and when they kissed some guy in the back of the house went woo and I was like give me read a break. the fucking room that's like read the room that's like that's like middle school 2003 behavior it is and it's like not that's not it's not a like there are times when maureen and joanne have like it's sexual it is a sexual tension and like i can kind of see that response this is not that was not a sexual moment it was actually very tender and like heartbreaking it was the most like like i did not break character but if i were going to that would have been the moment because my brain went what the fuck just happened it's also it's i'm i'm sorry i'm gonna say i don't nope i'm just gonna say it it's a little it's on the homophobic side for sure like like all all you know same sex um same same gender affection towards each other is like especially a man watching two women is usually seen as like this is for for my entertainment and not like Two women who have gone through a lot over the past year who have just lost their best friend. No, you're, you're absolutely yeah. right. It is. It is. It, it's a little bit homophobic. Yeah. It's like. And it was just so. I don't know. It was it was the most inappropriate thing. It's absolutely unacceptable. The, the winner for. They should get an EMACT award for like <laughs> most inappropriate woo. They yeah. should make that award and find that guy and be like, we have something for you. Um for those who don't know, EMACT is an award oh, right. thing that we do on the in like the Boston East, like Massachusetts Eastern Eastern Massachusetts. Mass area. Yes, something, something, something. something. Yeah, there it's are an three award. other yeah. words. Yeah, um, yeah. It um, for community theater specifically. I just Eastern was, Massachusetts Association of Community Theater. I think that might be okay. It. Um, yeah, it was just oh my god! It was the wildest thing I've ever yeah. experienced on stage. I couldn't have been when I However, was there. However, right? I, I no okay, no great. because I feel like you would have like stood, stood up. up. <laughs> I would have. I would have, sir. Yeah, um, we're on a hold, everybody. I have to make an announcement. I uh, no, and like looking back on it, it is funny. Like it's objectively funny that that even happened. Right. Like. Who in their right mind? But like in the moment, we were all just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, um, we're all crying. And and Rent is not a show that um, that like welcomes audience participation as no. it is. It's not one of those things where it's like, "Oh, I just got so caught up in all of the audience participation of Rent that I didn't no. realize you like 
this person stepped outside of themselves and decided that this was an appropriate reaction so to something. Funny. Like I can like during the like, hey, Mister, she's my sister thing. I could understand that reaction yeah. to that. Fine. Yeah. I still wouldn't do it, but well, it's a different vibe. It's a diff- It's a much different vibe. Uh, um, so however, I, think... I have another audience participation story. Okay, that last you one. Know we gotta we gotta move on. So, you, but you know this, oh, and I? and and you'll appreciate me bringing it up. Oh, God. The most audience participation y show that I ever did, and it wasn't. I will say this show and the direction of this show is why it was handled well, but also the way it's written mm-hmm. uh, was have hair. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, I think Uh, I know. And that was that was less like we want you to participate, and more like it is just a show where it does get like we did it in a black box. We were basically on top of the audience anyway, so we were directed to like in in these certain moments, like definitely like the audience is there. Bring them into this. Yeah, Um, it's a it it is a show about community in that way. And there were a few little like audience participation. Patiently things during that show because it was so like intimate and close. You, ha- you kind of had to. Like uh, in the beginning of the show, I said something along the lines of like, I would pick an audience member right. and say something along the lines of like, "Do you have anything to spare? A nickel, a dime?" And this lady handed me her full red wine <laughs> glass, which was pretty oh, funny. Yeah. Um, there was one time where I delivered a. I had a line in the beginning where I said something along the lines of like, "I'm called blank burger burger blank yeah burger, yeah, yeah, blank. yeah yeah." And yeah, one yeah. of them, I would like gesture to my crotch Mm -hmm. and this woman who i was later informed was there from a church group that was there screamed screamed well it's not a whopper (gasps) which was really funny uh and again in that show like i guess fine i I don't like it i I don't like it i don't like it but i was like i guess whatever but like um yeah and uh but there, oh, one night in particular, I was doing the song Hair, mm-hmm. and my my dear friend and co-host Adam was sitting sounds hot sitting in the front row. Yeah, which we sold out that show very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it wasn't even a like. And I remember texting you and being like, "We're sold out. Did you get a ticket?" And you were like, "Damn it, no! I really wanted to see that." Yeah, and I was like, I "Love hair." Well, people. People do drop their tickets. And I remember the director of that theater or uh, the executive director had said, we have a couple tickets today Mm -hmm. or we have one ticket today. And I said, hold on. And I called you. I was like, can you get here in 30 minutes? And you were like, yes. And you did. And the the seat that happened to not be filled was in the first row right on the corner. And it's. It was a I great love show. way I, to experience yeah. that show and oh, particularly that production of that show mm-hmm. because we were right bringing there. the audience yeah. in in like a like a we want you to be not involved but engaged. Yes. Um, and so I was doing the song Hair and this happened every night. I would go like kind of like put my foot up on the seat of whoever was in this one particular seat. Yeah. And then I would climb over them to like jump up on the rafters and hang yeah. off because I was the flag for the like, oh, say, can you see? Mm-hmm. So I would make it a bit. When I did it that night, mm-hmm. the seat that I always went to was the seat that Adam was put in. So yeah. Adam and I are very good friends. Mm-hmm. So when I put my leg up over his seat, 
he like and he didn't get close to me. No, he it was did not. Like but he pretty far. from like from like a foot away, he made like a like a licking motion yeah. with his mouth with his tongue out, which I thought was hilarious and <laughs> funny. We're you, on what that. Do you, I I want to say on in my defense, you either go into it. You either like enjoy like it's happening. I can't just I'm not going to sit there and look uncomfortable because then everybody watching feels uncomfortable. You also you don't need to defend yourself. Okay, I, I know. <laughs> This also, isn't this, this is that a, wasn't audience participation is what I'm saying. Yes, uh, well, and it's not a situation where like it's also not a situation where it was like some random person that you're right. doing this to. Like this is someone we I know, know each other intimately. Yeah, like we know each other very well, and I thought it was funny, and it is something where like the rest of the audience is looking at me in that moment mm-hmm. and sees that Therefore, happen, and they're like, me. "Oh my gosh!" Like somebody's into it. We should get more into it. Like yeah. it's okay. They're you know. Their inhibitions are relaxed. Yes. Because of that. So I was like, oh my God, that's hilarious. And I jumped up and I did the rest of the song. Mm-hmm. I got backstage and several of the other cast members came up to me and they were like, are you okay? Are you okay? Do we need to like, do we need to like talk to somebody and get him removed? Like, is it, uh, do you feel violated? Like, are you oh my okay? God. And I, I was like, it. <laughs> it's fine. That's my friend Adam. And they were like, oh my God. Yeah. How did he wind up in that seat? And I was like, I don't know. But luck. I was like, I was like, it's fine. The best it's of fine. luck. Um, I also wanted on the record that like the cast touched me in that show way more than I touched you in that moment. So like, we want to talk about safety, physical safety here. That was not a me thing. I probably could have complained, but no. I wasn't. I was not going to. I was fine with the the touching that happened. That was, uh, that was a fun moment. That's that's the highs and lows of audience participation. It truly is. We started I, with the lows uh, and we ended with the highs. Yeah. So don't clap. But if you're seeing hair <laughs> and it's in a black box and everybody seems to be into it, then uh, lick burger. Lick burger. That's the that's the that's the audience. That's our take. On audience participation, I guess. I yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it. I think it's okay. I think it could be okay in certain situations, but not okay in most. Yeah, I get why audiences love it. Mm-hmm. I don't love it. Correct. That's that's yeah. Let's move on sure. to COVID safe theater, huh. which like my first. Wow, what, that kind of almost goes hand in hand. With audience participation. Right. I Maybe that's what I was thinking. Maybe that is what you were thinking. Maybe there is actually. Maybe I did have some rhyme or reason to Maybe it's not this. a menagerie after all. We'll figure it out by the, you can tell me if it is by the end. Maybe I did have, I I, I feel like there was some kind of like, this kind of works. At the end, I'll give yes menagerie or no menagerie. Okay. Sounds good. Um, what, so menagerie. when we, when, when I was typing this out, when we first were coming up with these topics, I think. COVID safe theater was still a little bit of a thing. Like, I don't think that we had gone full, kind of abandoned it. But I want to know, like, do, it is, is it still, still a thing? a little bit of a thing. Okay. I feel like I'm not seeing it, but please tell me your, your thoughts. First of all, I have to point out, before I say this, because I almost said the thing that I always say um, to, like, anyone mm-hmm. when they're like, blah, 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 COVID safe. Uh, and I have to point out that this is, this is a joke that I make mm-hmm. because I think that it's funny. So I'm pointing Sometimes this out. Sometimes things you think are funny, I don't think are funny. So I think you'll think this is funny. Whenever someone says something about like, I don't know if this is like COVID safe, my immediate response anymore is, but guys, oh, the okay. president said that the pandemic is over. 
I'm pretty sure I started that joke. Yeah. I feel like I said it the day I made that joke the day it was announced. I don't listen to you. So Well, this has been Theater Mandate, everyone. <laughs> there will not be any more episodes. No, that's not true. Our email is all dashes. Uh, <laughs> it's just dashes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I think, uh, so it exists a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't see it. I think it, it's completely gone. Well, or maybe what, how, in what ways are you seeing it? Like some people still wear masks? No, it depends on, uh, so it's like a Some mixed, people are still wearing masks. It's a the mix. Theater, which it's is a nice, mix. But... It's a mixed bag, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, okay, so let's. I'm trying to wrap my brain around this. Let's start here. Let's start with the fact that, like, it is nice that we are currently in a place where vaccines are available, Mm -hmm. particularly in this area of the country. I feel like most people are vaccinated and boosted and and remain relatively safe. Mm -hmm. The numbers have, like, been dropping off it's certainly not at an all-time high Mm -hmm. like it was even a year ago yeah um and these are all good things Mm -hmm. these are and and these are things we we can we can relax a little bit and that's nice it's been a very long three years yeah there are theaters there that are still requiring masks okay um I i did a show i played for a show at a theater recently that required masks mm-hmm. for for audience um i think i've heard of but i i couldn't i wouldn't say and i couldn't say so that's great where it is mm-hmm. there there is i think one or two theaters around here who are still requiring like masks backstage oh okay and then you have to like take it off before you go on, which I can get into that as a concept anyway. And for the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a true, well, it's a grab bag of like what each theater has decided to do. Right. So let's get into it. Let's, I'm not going to call anybody out, but you know, it's you. You know, it's you if I talk about it. I, you know, I uh, sure about like the theater, like what yeah, theater like any guidelines? any okay. theater, yeah. I what that theater happens to mandate? For... Oh, for their theater. There we go. Yeah, I made it. Made it work. Finally, fifteen, sixteen episodes in, we <laughs> did it. I don't know what number this is. Um, um, uh, here's here are my thoughts on COVID safe theater. I think that I think yeah, I I I think that it could be a little bit. We can we could do a little bit more right now. I'm which you know, I won't go into what's right now. What I want to focus on is I call it the innovation that could have been. There were mm. some really creative things that were happening with community theater during COVID time when live performances were not happening at all. And what I saw was this amazing potential to increase accessibility to, for for actors, for people like that participate, as well as viewers and people who want to enjoy community theater. And I genuinely, especially when it was clear that this was not going to be a two or three month thing. 
Right. Once it was like, oh, this is going to be at least over a year. Like, once that was realized, um, I was very much like, I want to see what what things we start doing, what technologies we start incorporating, what we start doing to bring that feeling of live theater to the masses and still make it profitable um, or profitable in a way that sustains community theater and community art. And um, it kind of just didn't happen. There was some creativity, but it didn't really go farther beyond that because I think people are like, we're, our goal is just to get back to normal. And I'll be, I've, I mean, I've said this a million times. I think our normal is not accessible enough. So I, it didn't move in the direction that I wanted it to. I, I don't, I don't think there's very much innovation at all. There, not not that much. You're right. Like it wasn't anything groundbreaking by any means. It was cre. So there were some creative things happening. I think like the like for sure the outdoor like in your car type thing was kind of cute. It was it, like there were there were yes, kind of things that would not, happen. They were not, great. Not very many people did that. Not I, very many I, people I will did say that I saw that it was happening and I liked it. I was kind of um, shocked with the amount of theaters I knew who had outdoor spaces who didn't do more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say there was a point very early on, it did not take very long, where I was like, I can't watch another pre-recorded zoom show i can't do it i i think at that time you're right like it was it wasn't working but that's why i was like what are the things that can make this better yeah well and i i heard a lot of like what ifs happen uh or or be talked about yes uh the problem is i think um with a lot of art and I certainly, you know, I feel this way about, like, I've played in bands I feel this way about, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, the planning and the what-ifs is great, but if there's no follow-through ever, right. then nothing's ever going to happen. Right. Um, I definitely, I mean, I heard people talking about, like, well, what if we just all, what if we got a cast together? And that this was, like, early days when nobody was going anywhere. It's mm-hmm. like, what if we got a cast together of people who are staying home and this was just like their, their bubble for a moment. Mm -hmm. And then we put on a show and recorded it and put it out. There's also a lot of like rights things going on. I will say that the, the rights companies were, were pretty generous with, right. With refunds, refunds with that was allowing special permissions for streaming. A lot Mm -hmm. of them, then they kind of got into like, you know, Oh, okay. Wait a second. We can actually make a profit out of this. Right. So you yeah, pay yeah. extra money if you're going to be streaming it mm-hmm. and whatever. But uh, I think they were they were very generous in the beginning about mm-hmm. like, okay, this is affecting the community theater or the theater uh, industry at large. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I think that. Um, I don't know. I feel like innovation didn't move beyond. What if we all just stare at our computer screens and read yeah. a play over Zoom? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that's great. And there were there were a couple. Um, I know that the the person who wrote uh, "She Kills Monsters" wrote a like Zoom specific production, like changed some things about it so mm-hmm. that it would be easier to do and make sense in that kind of context. Yeah. 
which I think is cool. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool. Yeah. But um, at a certain point, I think a lot of people got tired of it. I mean, I know people who did like Zoom productions constantly throughout the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And by the end, I know that not as many people were watching. Certainly in the beginning, people yeah. were like, I, this has been a part of my life. I need to right. feel something kind of normal. It would be great to watch something like this. I think that that kind of worked in like a cabaret setting. I saw mm-hmm. some theaters putting on cabarets where they would have people like send in pre-recorded yeah. things. Uh, I think the problem at large with that stuff, right, with Zoom productions and particularly asking people to record things in their room and doing that long term over and over again, seeing that, is mm-hmm. that those type of things although more much more personal because like maybe you know the people or person who's doing it maybe you've worked with the organization mm-hmm. we're not attuned as viewers right so you're not even talking about theater once you get into doing like zoom productions yeah. it's it is different. it's essentially television now yeah or a movie and especially if it's pre-recorded if it's pre-recorded yeah it's it's television and the the thing is we're attuned as viewers to seeing now particularly tv shows with million dollar budgets yeah and sets and lights and sound stages and mixers and editors and hair and makeup and costumers and all of these hundreds of jobs that go into a a television show or a movie Mm -hmm. and all this money that gets poured in that when it's all of a sudden like poor quality someone you know who like they're singing to a karaoke track that they've got on a speaker that's behind them but they don't know how to balance it because why would they know how to balance it um and so it sound it sounds awful yeah there's no lighting you know, it's it's month four of the pandemic, mm-hmm. so nobody's had a haircut. <laughs> um, it and it it became this thing where it's like, I I don't know if I can watch this every night. Yeah, um, it hurts my ears. At one point, when that was happening, like early days, I think I posted on like Facebook or Twitter, and I was like, my post was like, if you're editing a, a a cabaret performance that has been pre-recorded uh or if you're if you're sending it in like if you can put reverb on your vocals mm-hmm. no more than that yeah no more than that okay a little less than that <laughs> okay you're good now um <laughs> yeah i don't know i feel like there wasn't as much innovation but what do you what do you think could have been innovative i that's the thing is i don't know i mean that's okay. the that's the thing with innovation like it's I'm not the innovator. I'm not the one to have these ideas. A lot of times these things have to come from it has to come from money. Like you, you can there's there's only well, so, as creative as you could be. That's the thing is that like the other side of this, right, is that that's not community theater is not often where the budget lies. Right. So I was actually ho- like I was hoping from places that have this kind of budget, uh-huh. like I was hoping for something from Broadway, from from bigger theaters. Well, that there have were a budget. things from Broadway. 
So a lot of people don't realize that the Diana pro Diana, shot yeah. mm-hmm. was done during COVID. Oh. And so was Come From Away. Oh, wow. They brought in their audience and tested all of them and made them wear masks, and they did that performance during COVID. They didn't release it until a long time after that. Correct. That's a problem. Well, uh, yeah. I, well, I, I think I, problem, I, I don't, that, I don't, it, I don't think they did work. it. I don't think they did it early days. I think they did it like maybe a year and a half in. It was still like okay. firmly in the pandemic. Right. The theaters were not open yet is what, I, what yeah. I'm meaning by this. Uh, it was so a bit... there were things that were, there were these bigger houses that were striving to figure out how to be safe and do theater. I think one of my biggest things that I got really annoyed with was, um, and this happened for way longer than it should have, uh, first six months, first year, maybe, mm-hmm. long before vaccines were available Mm -hmm. when it was literally just like stay in your house and wear a mask when you go out and Mm -hmm. that's the the only thing you could do yeah uh i saw a lot of community theaters being like well what if we did this and what if we did this and what if we did this Mm -hmm. to get back in the space and i even saw some community theaters try to do it yeah actually get actors in a space yeah and my thing with that, and this is going to be interesting to say on, on this particular podcast, but I do mm-hmm. firmly uh, believe this. If the Broadway houses are saying it's unsafe for us to even have people in this building yeah. and they have million dollar budgets mm-hmm. behind them. It's not safe for some community small theater. community theater is not going to somehow be safer. Yeah. Because if it was possible, then these big Broadway houses would have done it. Right. They would have used whatever technology feasible Mm -hmm. to get people back in that theater. Right. Because that's literally, they're burning money. Yes. Just by not. Just Just by by not doing that. Yeah, exactly. So I think that innovation, yes, could have happened. But I mean, you hit the nail on the head earlier. What people were trying to do really was how do we get back to the thing we were doing before? Yeah. And that's, I think that's what really killed it. I think that's, people were like, either how did, like, let's just wait this out or do what we can until we get back to that point. Um, and I, that's what killed Which, the innovation. But it worked for a lot of theater. Now we are back. And, and you see, I, so we're most, back to, to, to go back to, Kind of the beginning of this point, mm-hmm. a lot of theaters are now um, mask optional, which is fine. Um, there was a time there where the theaters that were operating were like requiring to see your vaccine card. You had mm-hmm. to wear a mask. There are still theaters that, um, you know, require masks, certainly, uh, which I think is smart. I think... It should still be happening, in my opinion. I think it probably should. I think that, um, I mean, you would hope that people would be smart enough to be like, I'm feeling sick or I've been in public a lot. I won't go maskless to this performance. Certainly, you're often crammed in a space with a lot of people. I don't particularly feel comfortable if I'm sitting in the audience for, you know, 
two hours and change mm -hmm. around a bunch of strangers. We're not in masks. Yeah, I don't feel yeah. comfortable not wearing one. So I'll still right. wear one when I'm yeah. in the theater. Um, but, you know, I saw, I, yeah, I I know a theater that is like, no, no, no masks. Well, you can't say we're, no masks. We want it to be, well, it's not no mask. Like, you can wear one if you mm -hmm. want, but they're like, we're not going to say anything about it because okay. that's not the vibe. We don't want to make people uncomfortable. And their big thing was like, well, to say... What? This theater uh, I don't had to this. cancel two shows mid-run in a row <laughs> because of COVID. Amazing. Because the cast got COVID. Um, it's a theater where the audience is also like right on top of the cast. Oh, it's okay. not yeah, the proscenium not is 35 feet away. Mm -hmm. um, and their big solution, the solution was make your audience wear masks. Yeah. That takes out so many variables. Right. Then, just makes I mean, if somebody enough. gets it then, for, if like it spreads from cast member to cast member, maybe somebody picked it up at their job or something sure. and couldn't Happens. avoid it. It does happen. Mm -hmm. um, but it's like, if you take out like a hundred variables per night. Yeah. Come on. It's, it's, so always, it's never going to be perfect, but it, the point of the mass was to make it better. So their big idea was... Um, their big idea was, well, this show, we'll just, we won't let people do a meet and greet inside after the show. They'll have to do it in the parking lot. Okay, well, that doesn't really do anything. Does nothing. Yeah, nothing at all. At all. Um, I also will say briefly that I saw a lot of, uh, or I saw a little bit of, well, wear your masks backstage but we don't want to ruin the illusion when you go on stage. So take it off when you go on stage. And it's like, then there is no point in wearing it off stage. I, well, I'll argue with that. On like, it, I wouldn't say no point. It's not like you are reducing the amount of time. Like it, it is, I it suppose, is helpful. I get that it is not the particular, perfect. I, the show that I'm thinking of, a lot of ensemble numbers, a lot mm -hmm. of everybody right on top of each other. And it was just like, we're not doing anything yeah. with the masks off stage right now. Maybe. We're it's really not. No. I so uh well I, I had an I had a like argument with somebody about this. Um what like this was during like, you know, pre vaccines. Um and I I brought up the fa the the fact that I wanted to see innovation, and this mm -hmm. person was very much like, "Why?" And I was like, "Because Great. we, yeah, I um, <laughs> I don't speak to this person anymore." Uh, um, it was very much like, "Why?" And I said, "Because like we, I, I've I've always truly believed that theater is not as accessible as it should be, and this was the thing that could have made a change for the better." Could have said, like, because of this was the, was the catalyst to innovate and find the technologies to make good theater accessible to the masses. And this person um, very much argued, like, no, nobody wants that. And I was like, I don't know that nobody wants that. I, I think a lot of it. people want it. I, I don't know if, like, say, like, recording shows and putting them out for, like, streaming, right? if we could figure out like the log logistics of that. I don't know if I necessarily agree with doing that 
with every show or something like that. We have so many live performances on TV sure. that are done very well. Sure. If we had find a, found a way to make that technology a little bit more accessible into the Broadway space, into professional theater space, into, and then into community theater space, you've just opened up so much room for accessibility. Potentially, I do, I mean, I do, I do candidly, and I know, I know what you're going to say to this, and I know it's like an accessibility issue, but I do like, there's like a, like, there's something about going to a theater and seeing yeah. a show. And, Absolutely. And I do think that that, both of these things can exist. They can, but I do think like there if, are live we audiences were, in her in the live shows that we yes, watch. Yes, but if we were streaming every show that we did, people would stop going to theaters. That is not. I I vehemently disagree with that. And I, you know what, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to use sports as a as a as my evidence here. This will be fun. Yeah. So we today. Anybody can watch literally any sport that they want almost any time on their mm-hmm. TV. There are hundreds of sports channels, even though I don't want any of them. Mm-hmm. And when back back in the day, mm-hmm. when you know the television was, you know, still in black and white, and you had to stand up and go over to it to change it, sports. They they were talking like we're going to start televising sports. It's not just going to be radio anymore. We're going to start televising it, and there was big pushback of we're going to lose all of the ticket sales. No one's going to show up to live sports I events you, anymore. I think you you would find if you research this that it did drop off a significant amount. I don't think it did. I think that it did. I I'm going to need you to cite your sources because the I, well, I'm going to uh, yeah I'll, I'll, into I'll, it, we'll have to we'll have to look it into had, it. This like, will be interesting. It didn't. It, it, there may have been a drop off, but live sports is still profitable. Yes, and I, but I don't live know that sports it, has millions of dollars behind it. Live theater does not. If there is a drop off, it could. It's dead. You can you can use the money that you get from streaming to then put it into the live potentially. Portion of it. Potentially, I mean, it's a risk. It's a risk. It would be a huge risk. Yeah, um, but it's a, it, it was a risk that sports took, and it sports is doing quite well, unfortunately. Like I, I don't see why it can work for sports, but it can't work for art. Uh, because art is more niche, particularly live theater. Is yeah, but more it doesn't. Niche. Then fine. So we don't have a hundred channels. Well, maybe we have one, and we do it really well. Like, maybe we have two, and we do it really well. I'm not saying that it has to be as big as sports, but it, it then you do it in a way that works even I mean, for, for niche. There is now, a, a like, a theater streaming service. It's, it's not, not great. Not enough money is going into it's it. It's not That's great. The problem. They're, they're not, not it's enough, not being invested. Because not enough money is being made. Uh, there's a... No, no, no. There's a... The idea of let's put out a subpar product... Mm-hmm. And saying, well, it's not making enough money, so we're not going to do anything with it. Rather than let's really work on the product itself mm-hmm. to make it profitable. Oh, like, this. this is just, like, this is a, the business model of putting mm-hmm. out a subpar product that mm-hmm. people don't want. Mm-hmm. Because I, I remember when it came out and I've been following it for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's not giving us that much, op- like, there's not a lot of... Um, Variety. There's not good stuff that I want. Like it's not. It's not worth the money. When I could right. see everything that they have in the subscription in a weekend, and pay monthly for it, right. and I don't get new things for a year, 
Right. No, it's not worth it. Right. But if they were to really say like, okay, we're gonna get the we're gonna get all the Broadway theaters involved in this. We're gonna like like mm-hmm. new cast, new recording. Like we're mm-hmm. gonna really push this. And that would be awesome. The problem with that, I actually I can't remember what show it was. It was after Hamilton came out mm-hmm. and people were talking about um every Broadway show should do a pro shot and it should all be released. And I I don't disagree with that because Broadway Broadway, Broadway. Mm-hmm. It's such a specific thing. We've talked about this. It's hard for people to get to New York and see yeah. Broadway shows, at least original cast. I think, you know, I think that would be a very interesting experiment to see. Yeah. Uh, the prevailing theory with with that and with, with Broadway theater is that if you release something like that, less people will come see the show. Now, once Hamilton came out and people, it's still sold out every night. Yeah. People said, you know, there were two sides to that argument, too. It was it was see, it can work. And it was it can work with Hamilton, which was a cultural phenom right. in 2016 or whatever, uh, which, you know, there are valid points to make on both sides. The one super interesting and valid thing that I did see is that if you record a cast like that, and you put it out on a streaming service, okay? Because Broadway theaters have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yes, their tickets are very expensive. They make a lot of money. They also have really high overheads. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of margin. There's not as much margin as I think people think. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, trickle that down. When you get to community theater, there's, like, very slim to no margin. Right. But let's let's keep it up here at the professional level. When you record something like that, you are you then are required to pay royalties to every actor that was in that performance mm-hmm. in perpetuity for as long as it's streaming. Right. So if you're putting it on a streaming site for even a year for people to see, the theater or the the theater, the company that owns the theater is now having to pay hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, depending on the cast size, in perpetuity to these actors, which is great for the actors as an artist. That's awesome. Like to get a royalty check for something that you're really proud of and you've done, that's great. But for the overhead, that's a killer. That's a killer. Especially if it's like a streaming service. Streaming services don't work the way that like syndicated television used to work where, you know, something plays, you know how many people watched it. You can mm-hmm. you can figure out how many people watched the advertisements. You can get advertising money. Streaming is different. Streaming pays differently. So I think the prevailing theory, whether it's right or wrong, we may never know, <laughs> um, is well, that if know. you do that, then all of the theaters are just going to go bankrupt. If it's not done correctly. Because like you said before... It takes a. Like, it would definitely take like a very deft hand. Yeah. There. So there. There. If if the idea is that if we if we were to go off of the idea that ticket sales will plummet or go down if you release a show streaming that is not such a big thing that like even people who don't sure. watch who don't enjoy theater right. will still want to see, then what you do is adjust your live performance experience. And 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 do streaming. So now you have revenue from streaming, and so like have a lot more audience participation. No, during the show. no. I mean, 
adjust your theater sizes so that maybe there are less seats, but you it is not such a miserable experience to go to a Broadway show. Like we've talked about how going it's, to a Broadway show, besides seeing the show, is not fun. I agree. So if you put to play like, devil's advocate, less seats means less money. It's why airplanes are a nightmare. But then the people like the idea is that you have now made the experience mm-hmm. better and people will pay more money for it. Maybe. Because like again, live sports is still profitable. Sure. From it could be and it, it could be from the the live channels it can be from well okay and it doesn't here's well, the thing, it and, doesn't all have to be streaming here's well yeah but here's another thing i mean live sports is profitable but live sports is also like a, a massive ad space like okay, are, then, are you going to be okay with like watching les mis and all of a sudden like they wave the flag at the end of one day more and it has a pepsi logo on it yeah that's not <laughs> the, you can do that without you can you can Put in commercials. You can use that ad space. It doesn't need to be that. Like that. <laughs> now I think that I'm we saying both know. it, though, I oh kind of want it no, to happen. No, you don't. <laughs> we're moving on from this because I feel like we're going in a completely different direction than COVID City um, Theater. Oh, but did I have something else to say though? You've said a lot. You're done. We're moving on because oh we, we only have God. one more. You've said a lot. I'm in being this one. silenced. <laughs> Let's talk about pre-show announcements. We have to move on to pre-show announcements for time's sake and because okay, I can't I can, listen to I can, you anymore. I can, I, can, I can sum this up really quickly. Okay. Pre-show announcements. Your time. Don't theme them to the show and record them. Thank you for your time. This has been Theater Mandate. Okay. Please follow us on all of our social media. So um, my thoughts on it. Thank you for asking, Trey. Um, glad this is a two-person podcast. So... I agree that I'm not a huge fan of themed pre-show announcements. And just for anybody that maybe doesn't know what that means or what we're talking about, the pre-show announcements are you know, at the beginning of the sh- the before the um, the intro, any like any kind of anything, there is some kind of like announcements can be made either over. Over There's a speaker. TikToker that does this yeah, really he does, well. He does. And I wish I knew his name. I don't I don't know his name either. He does them really well. But um so so I've seen pre-show announcements done a lot of different ways. It's sometimes, you know, over the microphone by like a stage manager or somebody um who's just, you know, reading a script. Sometimes they're pre-recorded. Sometimes they're pre-recorded and like themed. And what we mean by themed is like they say, like, oh, we're doing this show we're doing sound of music hi and guys so, and dolls welcome to our yeah, mission that yep, yep, yep stuff like that where it's very much like i the idea is it puts you in the mood of the show before it starts and it's a little kitschy uh it's a little heavy-handed welcome to the hairspray and welcome mama to the 60s yeah oh, God, stuff I like do that we're very yeah it's very it's a little it's cringe it's very cringe i'm not a big fan of it Again, it's one of those things where, like, I get why, like, mass audiences love it because they're like, oh, that's so funny and cute. They didn't have cell phones during the French Revolution, oh so please God. silence your cell yeah. phones. Things like that. Where it's, like, again, it, like, the the audience laughs, and I'm, like, I, I try not to be the, like, judgmental, bitter bitch in the corner. But sometimes, like, when? stop it. I try not to be outwardly that way. Like, in a room full of people who, like, when they make those dumb puns and those jokes, when they're like, oh, oh, that, I got that joke. 
when it's like a lot of that, I try not to like roll my eyes. It's very like but I don't like it. It's like Steve Rogers in the first Avengers. I got that reference. Yeah, uh, it, it's something where like I get why audiences like it because it's a joke. It puts it does. I get the idea of like it puts them in the theme of the show, like to start with. Um, but I, I, it's they're too. Campy. What are you all they're doing too... in my swamp? Welcome to Shrek the yeah, Musical. I'm just I, gonna keep going. We, if that's gonna happen, we're gonna move on to other types of pre-show <laughs> announcements. Um, I talked about the unscripted ones. Um, we just saw one like this. Really? Yeah. Was it bad? Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. It was unscripted. It went on way too long. It always goes on too it long goes when it's on unscripted. Way too long. It's always like someone who's like comes out and they're like, I'm the executive director of the theater. Yep. And it's like okay. It is it is great. very much that. They try it's to make that. jokes. The jokes are bad. But jokes are very bad. The jokes are really bad. The or they're like inside jokes. Yeah. Weirdly, which like Never Se- do that. Second rule of improv, no inside jokes. Yeah. First rule is yes and. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows the second rule. Nobody listens to that one. Um, and they, uh, yeah, we heard one one time, and this was like right before the show was starting. So you know how you get into a show set, you like you go, you sit down in the theater. Mm-hmm. I've done that before, Especially yes. if you have friends in the show, you like take your picture with like the playbill and like the stage behind it and you like tag your friend and you're like I'm here to see the show or whatever. Maybe You've you seen do. people do this? I've seen people do this. Right, I don't right. do that. Me too. I don't do it either but I I, I, I get it. Get, post please on support. Social media, good good job. I, Not my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like well, we've seen people do this a lot mm-hmm. like right before the show starts the person who was announcing was like and make sure if you're going to take a picture of our stage, make sure that you credit our beautiful stage designer and lighting designer. You can find their names in the program. And That's I was like, a little weird. This is one weird and two. It's fucking way too late. Yeah. It's so late for that. You should have put a sign up. Yeah. Because everyone's already taken. The show's going to start in 35 seconds. Yeah. It's too Everybody's late. already the taken their are, picture. Yeah, <laughs> picture's taken. It's been posted, and their phones are probably off. I I actually turn mine fully off, but wow. most of the time they're on silent. Yeah, I well, I get scared because I used to have mm. a timer set mm-hmm. for 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. And even if your phone is on silent, the timer that's goes still, off. The timer goes off. So yeah. I just turn it off fully now because I'm always afraid. Because it happened once, and yeah. I. You never want to be that person. You're not a you're not a pull your phone out in the middle of the show type of person. Oh God, no! I've seen so many of those. Oh no, I won't do that. I've seen so many of those recently. Like no. I said, audience audience I etiquette is getting worse and worse. In audience, like I I believe in theater etiquette. Yeah, movie theaters too. All of that. Like yeah. I believe in audience etiquette. So like I I turn the phone off. And to be completely frank about it, like in my mind, I'm like. I paid to come here and see this. Yeah. Why would I be on my phone? Exactly. Well, I yeah. well, I mean, I guess that's there a really reasons, great, but like, really great thought. But but like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, why am I going to pay money to come to see come whether it is phone. theater or a movie, and then yeah. be like, oh, I wonder what's going on on Facebook right yeah. now? <laughs> like, then leave. Then clearly, like, it's not a very good film. Yeah. Um. Okay. Back to so. The unscripted ones, yes, they they always take forever. Ugh, I I so I remember long. one in particular. Um, uh, you were music directing. That's why I even saw it in the first place. I didn't want to see it. Um, and the pre-show, and we'll talk about it later. The mm-hmm. pre-show announcement went on for so long, and it seemed very masturbatory. 
Mm. I'm just like the the. the That's director, all you can say, isn't it? The director talked about shows that they were gonna be in, and like all these, like oh, come see this. Show. It, it went on forever, I know what and I you're yep, there we go. About. Um, and I literally was like, I feel like I could leave take a full bathroom, like a full bathroom break, like touch up my hair, maybe brush my teeth and go back. And he would still, and he probably would have still been going. I saw, I saw a show one time where at intermission, they did a, like basically a second curtain speech, but it was like oh, thanking no. people. No. And uh, oh, no. I did leave. <laughs> I walked out with a friend and we got a drink at the bar. Smart. And we stood outside for 15 minutes. And then we came back inside right as the doors were closing to start nice. the second act. Smart. 15 minutes. That's too long. That is too long. It's too and here's long. the thing with these. So I um, I did see, I saw another show where they do, like, they do the raffle thing, for, especially with kids shows. Yeah. And that. I'll deal with it because it's a kid show. I don't And it's like also, it. it's also usually pretty short. They usually, usually, usually they'll come out and be like, we have this raffle. We're going to pull the number. Who has the number? Okay, we'll see you later. Whatever. I don't, I, I'm there to see a show. I like, and I guess, so, or, or the, the, I, I, I did this in high school. So I like, I'm partially to blame for these things happening, but like the final night gifts. Those need to happen. Oh, that's a cast party. Thing. That is, a, that should happen at the cast party. It doesn't I'll need to be. I'll leave. Yes, it does not have to be done in front of the audience. The audience doesn't care about that. That's not the show. That's not entertaining. I was playing drums for a show one time, and we <clears throat> we finished the the bows, mm-hmm. and we went into the exit music, and somebody came out and was like, "Stop, stop, stop the exit music!" And they oh, started God. doing like the director gifts and stuff. No. What did you do? I started backing my drums up. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah. I mean, I literally was like taking shit apart and like getting it ready to move out. And then they were like, play the rest of the exit music. And I was like, no, "Eh." time to go. Shrug. I, all my drums are taken apart now. I think I did have like a, like snare kick hi-hat still set up. And so I just kind of like faked my way through the rest of the exit music. But I was like, no, I'm done. I'm not sitting here for 30 minutes and then backing my thing. This is not what the audience wants. And if you think like, oh, we're gifting in front of everyone and that makes it more special. No. Sure doesn't. No, the audience doesn't care. The person that is receiving the gift shouldn't care whether it's in front of an audience or not. Correct. If you're doing it at the cast party with your intimate group of people. I think that's better. That is much better. I think that's way better. better. And I love a cast gift. That's not not the issue. Still do the cast gift. The issue is 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 taking up people's time. Yes, absolutely. And then, of course, we've got the standard recorded, unthemed pre-show announcement. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. Most of the time, good. Very unintrusive. We're, yeah, I. Yes, very unintrusive. It's neutral. I get that it doesn't set the mood exactly, but I think it doesn't. That's that's what the. Um, that's what the the prelude is for. Like the music yeah, and sets I, and that I've, for you. Know you know what? I agree. I agree. Just get the information out there. Just yeah, get the information just get the information out there. And, the important exits. And I've also seen I've seen people do a live pre-show announcement. That's so it's scripted. not recorded. Yeah. But it's scripted and it's over a mic, so it sounds pre-recorded. Yeah. They just happen to have someone on like staff on who's like or something, yeah. who has a like voice. a good voice for yeah. it. Who. And they just they just say the announcement, yeah, 
And then we go into the show. Yeah. Which is what we're all here to see. Exactly. I did. You know what? I did. So there was one. It was actually a professional show that I saw where they did a pre-show announcement. It was scripted and it was live. And I don't. It was. I don't know what they were thinking, but it was just some. It looked like some kid, like younger than me. And he was nervous. He was, he's, they got him up on that stage. This is a um, theater in the round. They got him on stage. He had the thing in front of him. Like he had his paper and he's like, it's in the round. So he's like walking around. It's a nervous walk. He's walking around as he is saying this. It's a long, it was multiple pages. It was a packet. So it was a long thing. And you could see the paper shaking. I don't know. You know what the other intersection is of Mm -hmm. this? That we didn't talk about yet, that I think is maybe the most egregious of all. What is this? The live themed pre-show announcement. I have don't ever think seen I've ever that? seen that. Where they have two of the actors come out in costume and do it in character. And do like a number? Like a like no, not a bit. Like not a, a number. Bit. They do like a bit. Oh God. The most uncomfortable thing I've ever witnessed in my entire life. Ugh. Again, I get why audiences like that. It's kitschy. I don't it's, think anybody liked it. Well, maybe, maybe yeah. It was, it was a lot of silence. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I I don't like it. I'm not a fan of it. I don't think it's it's particularly it's not it's not worth it. Um. No. I but I do like uh, some audiences just love that like kitschy, cutesy crap. For sure. For sure. And I shouldn't call it crap, but I just did. <laughs> um, You're allowed. Sure. It's fine. Um, this is our space. This is our it time. Is, this is our time. People are listening to this to hear us. <laughs> That's true. If you, if you, whatever. <laughs> it's the same thing with audience participation. Stop clapping. This is my time. Yeah, this is, this is our, you can clap during this if you'd like. <laughs> you can clap just during make theater sure that mandate. You, yeah, just make sure you stay on the beat with what we're saying. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> for for the love of God. We Please will know if you are clapping we, on one and three and you, we will uh, find uh, you. I heard you. That was wrong. That was off. <sighs> it's always you, too. Yeah. Very disappointing. This is getting way too meta. I think we gotta, I we think gotta, we gotta end it. So was it a menagerie? I think it was. I think it was I think yes, because menagerie. I don't think pre-show announcements really gelled with anything else. It was the, the ass menagerie. The ass menagerie. I'd love That's to hear That's not what we're part. calling this episode. No, no I, th- I think grab bag grab grab a bag <laughs> clearly we need to end because i'm losing it okay well, you losing need to plug our it. socials because i don't know how um well i forgot to copy it in <laughs> this oh, well, episode never mind no no it's right above i can do this and it's i put it in different color so that i don't forget um yes so like i mentioned before if you want to email us your thoughts on um what we've talked about um, you want to join us in the conversation, please email us at theatermandate at gmail.com. All one word, no dashes, no spaces, no underscores, none of that. Just theatermandate at gmail.com. Um, and then uh, if you'd like to engage with us on social media, um, where I'm going to be better about posting things to Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, listen, you've heard what's been going on in our lives. We're busy. Um, everything is theater mandate, um, at theater mandate, all one word, no dashes, no spaces, no, no underscores, no interopops, no, none of that. Um, no dollar signs even. 
Nope. No, Semicolons. No special, no special symbols, just theater mandate, all one word. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for okay. listening. Bye, Adam. Bye, Trey. <laughs>